Hispanics account for more than half of the U.S. population growth that has taken place since 2016. By 2040, experts believe they'll account for as much as 80%. Also, 80% of U.S. Hispanics don't feel they need to stop speaking Spanish to be part of the American culture. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyond Se Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast, where we introduce you to the tools you need to win your local Hispanic market. Private Legal Marketing Conversations. Grace, welcome back. How are you today? Another week. Good. How are you, Leo? I'm really, really, really good, Grace. Very excited to go on with this conversation, which I will just let you go ahead and introduce our next guest so we can get started with. Yes. So guys, you have a special, very special treat today. Um, Today we are joined by Natalie Fraculi for a conversation about Hispanic marketing for law firms. Natalie is the head of digital at Nanato Media, a former lecturer of corporate strategy and business marketing at the University of West London in the UK. She has over 10 years of experience in Hispanic legal marketing, building, and managing in-house teams. Natalie is a frequent guest at conferences like Google Marketing Live, an invitation-only gathering for top Google Ads experts in the world, She's also the co-author of the just-released book, Beyond Se Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. Natalie, welcome to In Camera Podcast. Hi, Grace. Hi, Liel. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to talk about Hispanic legal marketing and and the new book with you. Yeah, so congratulations on your new book. Who is your co-author of the book? Oh, Liel, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Grace. Believe it or not, and I know this one is a hard one to wrap your head around, but starting this week, I'm an author, Grace. We wrote this book together, Natalie and I. It's been quite a journey, and we couldn't be happier to finally release it to the world. Um, The day that this podcast is coming out is the day that the book is also going to be available in Amazon. And, you know, uh, just to get all of these blocks out of the way, for a limited time, we're offering it at 99 cents so a real bargain for those who are interested in the topic and really grace the other thing that is extremely special for us is that we really reserved ourselves the only podcast interview that we're doing in tandem both of us together at the same time uh is going to be this one because all of the other podcast interviews that we've done it's either natalie or me so this is kind of like a special occasion for commemorating this amazing day grace can you believe it it sure is. Heck yeah. I, I always knew you had it in you. And of course, <laughs> you had to take the opportunity in the most downtime to do the best thing, which is make a book. That's that's right, Grace. I think I, Natalie can speak to this as well. But the, the journey for us didn't really start it as a way, okay, let's start 
to write a book. It was more about, okay, let's create some good quality content for a website that can really help generate more awareness and educate more people. And then that transitioned into, okay, well, you know, uh, this is one channel for communicating this, but not everyone's going to find us and come to our website and read this. Uh, what else can we do? And so then the book of the, the idea of the book came through. Yeah, there was so much quality content that, yeah, we, we somehow had to use it for a good purpose, and that is to generate more awareness of, of the importance the Hispanic market represents for the consumer-focused law firms. That makes, and that's what we did. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And just, I mean, guys, that you can't see the book, but I actually see it in the background of Liel. And it's a beautiful cover. It makes perfect sense. And it, honestly, you guys got to get a hold of it as soon as it comes out on Monday. So before I um, just get into this, I want to say something to everybody that's listening. We talk about content all the time. Liel went ahead and did something that we tell you guys to do all the time. So let's get into the uh, the whole podcast, the questions, and you know, let's get into the inspiration of this book. So Natalie, this question is for you. Can you tell us a little bit about the new book? I mean, I know you said a little bit, but I, I want a little more in-depth and the inspiration behind why you created the book with Liel. Yeah, as I said, the, um, the goal of the book was to generate more awareness of the uh, importance the Hispanic market represents for the consumer-focused law firms and make the principles of successful digital marketing strategies easy to understand to law firm marketing professionals and, and attorneys who are in charge of, of their marketing activities in their law firms. Um, and, and basically how to apply all these uh, principles of successful digital marketing to their local Hispanic markets and connect with them in a way that will, will bring them, will, will generate clients for them, not only now, but down the road as well. That makes sense. I mean, the reason I could see behind it is, you know, I'm Hispanic. All three of us are on here that are speaking, but for the, the benefit of those that even other Hispanics, right, that are trying to do marketing uh, as lawyers may or may not understand the difference even themselves, right? So um, when you created this book, was that, were they also the group or demographic that you had in mind when you created it? you know, as the lawyers that might need more help? So we definitely felt that there was an interest. There's two different types of law firms out there, right? That, right. Those who are already interested and actively trying to engage with the Hispanic market and those that haven't yet started, right? Those that haven't yet started is because probably they're just clinging into some misconcepts about who Hispanics are and I, do I have to be Latino or not to be able to target them? And what are the language barriers? How can those be overcome, right? And they're... in. in, in I'm saying clinging because they can be uh, seen as valid arguments, but really there is a way to overcome them and they can be definitely turned around to the law firm's advantage. Now, for the law firms that are already marketing to the Hispanic market, what we're trying to generate here is even more awareness as to who the Hispanic market is, because we're, mon we're not monolithic, right, Grace? You know that perfectly well. We, you know, we come in all sizes and flavors. And it's not just about our origins and our cultural backgrounds. It's also about where in our journey of acculturalization we are in the United States, right? Some Latinos have been here for 10 generations, honestly, 10 generations. Some Latinos have been here just for a few years. So um, we're at different stages 
in our uh, Latino identity. And so I think it's very important to understand which segment of this Hispanic market are you actually better uh, geared to attract to your law firm, depending on the services and on the needs that your ideal buyer persona or avatar has. And so we try to break it down in the most easy to understand way. We do it using five different segments, right? And so I think by giving you those guidelines, you're going to be better equipped to understand, okay, which buyer persona matches one of these segments and then understand a little bit better how they behave, what do they do, who they are, and also with that comes how to target them. Starting off, should I target them in Spanish or should I target them in English, right? Because to target the Hispanic market, it's not just about targeting in Spanish. You can also target and engage with the Hispanic market in English, but you need to understand to whom you're talking to, who are the individuals that are going to be interested in engaging with you in English and who are the ones that are going to be interested in doing it in Spanish. So there is a lot of info here for all types of law firms. Those that haven't started, right, to kind of like break all of those myths that are uh, surrounding the Hispanic market uh, and also help those who are already doing it just ramp up your game, get better at it. So we're talking a lot about the what's in the book, but I kind of want to back up just a tiny bit and ask you this question. Why do you feel like law firms and, you know, I think we all kind of know the answer to this, but I, for the benefit of our readers and listeners here, why do you feel that law firms should be putting an increased focus on connecting with the Hispanic clients? Why? So, Grace, I'll give you two answers. There's the politically correct answer. The first one is because it's the right thing to do, right? They're part of your community. They're part of your society. You should be leading from a point of multiculturalism, diversity, and inclusiveness. So that's one reason. But there's the business decision. And that's because Latinos as a whole in the United States already represent close to 20% of the population. And it's a growing market, right? We are tracked to become... 80% of the total growth in population over the next 20 years. So it's just a matter of making sure that your business continues to be relevant for your market, right? That it has a path to grow. And if you ignore the Hispanic market, you're not just going to lose significant market share. Your competitors are going to do a better job at capturing them and therefore potentially go out of business. I mean, I know it sounds very dramatic, but it, it could be. And the other thing, which I think a lot of people don't understand, they say, well, I'm not in Miami. I'm not in Houston. I'm not in LA. I'm not in New York. The markets that are seeing the most significant growth in percentages of their Hispanic populations, wait for it, Grace, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, right? Washington, DC. And so... These are markets that are multiple, they're doubling their entire Hispanic population over a period of years. And so these are markets that at large, they've been massively ignored. And those law firms who are potentially now capturing this market, they may not necessarily be uh, are doing a great job at it, right? Because they're getting away. They don't have to. Nobody's doing anything. So they just do a little bit and that's enough. That gets them the business. But at some point, a younger generation of lawyers is going to realize that things have not been done right for this market and they're just going to start doing it better than you have. And if you just don't up your game right now, you're going to 
potentially lose a big, a significant portion of your market share now. So, Grace, this is as much as, um, you know, it, it, it there is a, a personal and a human humanistic side to why do you want to target to the Hispanic market, right? But there is also a real valid business argument here. And just to make sure, right, that, that, we, that we are transparent as to where are we getting this data? This is not us telling you based on our experience and observations. This is actually data taken out from the most authoritative sources in population market and market analysis. We're talking about Nielsen, we're talking about census.gov, we're talking about Hill Research, we're talking about Claritas, all of these organizations that this is what they do. They're measuring these demographics, these numbers every single year. And so this is where the trends are pointing out. Just you know, as a reference in our book, we have, uh, I think more than 300 citations of these reports like these ones about these different statistics in which we're basing what we're saying. Uh, so it's not just you know our vision and our predictions for the future based on our own intuition, it's data. Well, Leo, I definitely know you, and I'm <laughs> sure this all came from very, very specific data sources that are extremely reliable and very empirical, so I don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grace. I, <laughs> I, I appreciate the vouching confidence that you have in me. <laughs> so that kind of leads me to, okay, now I know, yes, I shouldn't ignore the Hispanic market. I, you know, I want to get into it. I want to get involved, but I'm a little concerned, right? I'm, let's say I'm not Hispanic and that's not something that I'm used to, or I'm not, I, I don't know what I should do. I would like to know what, and this is for both of you, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see law firms making? when they try to reach Hispanic clients these days? You know, that whole se habla espanol only stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we see that they try to replicate their English strategy for the Hispanic market. It's basically using a Google Translate, uh, the Google Translate tool and just putting out there the same ad copy, the same uh, landing page copy, the the same feel on the landing page because it's not just the language, it's the entire feel of the campaign. When the entire digital brand image, when you try to connect and engage and convert and uh, basically make new clients from the Hispanic market, everything needs to be different. You cannot assume that you will just replicate your English strategy and you will just add some Spanish <laughs> into into whatever you are doing and you are going to be able to to connect and actually be successful in um, in Hispanic marketing this is not the case this this doesn't happen well it happens uh, in the sense that many law firms do it but they are not successful in it so and that's why we have so many law firms as an agency that they are coming to us because the Hispanic marketing attempts and they haven't been fruitful. They haven't seen the ROI they were looking for. And they're coming to us and, and they eventually do. It's a completely different strategy. This is something that has to be noted, highlighted, pinpointed and, and everything <laughs> and in between and, and beyond that. Then uh, what we see is that is the intake. The calls to begin with, they have to be answered in Spanish. There needs to be 
this empathy, this Hispanic culture connection needs to be um, there, evident and, and present and try to build this connection, this direct connection that Hispanics can build in, in just a matter of seconds, right? And so the empathy on on whatever it is that it's, it's going on with their lives, because, I mean, to, to call an attorney, there's something going on with your life and you want to talk about it and you want someone to listen to you and to give you a solution. But you need to be able to trust this person and to, to eventually hire their legal um, services. So intake is a very, very important step because you can do everything right or have an agency or whoever do everything right for you in terms of the campaigns. But if you cannot actually sign the clients that you you are getting to to contact you, it doesn't mean anything, right? And yeah, and another thing would be to find the right partner to implement a quality strategy like that and help recommending, pinpointing what are the possible uh, errors that are being made in the intake process and, and help you actually win the Hispanic market uh, by both getting it right with the advertising and the intake uh, process. And one of the, the main goals of this book that we wrote, and we're very excited to, to share all this information with you, Grace, today, is that we aim to help law firms to be able to make the right decisions when it comes to, to Hispanic legal marketing. And this is what they're going to get out of the book Yes. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's so many potential mistakes, right? Particularly with that whole copy paste situation. So I, I, I'm wondering if, you know, maybe we should go into talking about actually assembling the strategy because at that point, I think, uh, you know, we, we kind of know, at least I do. I mean, as a marketer in general, um, I'm Hispanic, so I'm a little lucky, right. That I can understand that there's not a direct copy paste just because of my own knowledge of it. But when it comes to uh, lawyers and lawyers that are not aware of this whole process, I think it'd be, it'd be helpful to them to, besides the mistakes. Cause I, I, that is very clear to me that you can't do a copy paste, but I think it isn't to a lot of people. So it would be very helpful and beneficial to maybe talk about the uh, creating the strategy. So where do we think law firms should begin when they start actually creating this online marketing strategy that can help them actually win the business of these Hispanic prospects that they're looking for? It has to be Google Ads and Google Search Network in most cases. And that is why the intent is very high in the Google search network. I mean, the Hispanics in the, this case that they need legal services, they will go online and they will search for a, an abogado de accidentes de auto, for a car accident attorney, right? So it's, it's a no-brainer that when the right ad comes on the top of their sentence in page results, and they click on it and they connect with uh, that particular law firm, they have a case and they are looking for an attorney and, and that's it. It's easy. Well, providing all the other stuff that we talked about <laughs> previously. Uh, but yeah, definitely Google Ads, the, the intent is high. There are prospective clients that they are looking for legal representation right there and then, and they are ready to convert. 
Whereas, for example, in, in Facebook, the intent is lower, although um, we do advocate for, for Facebook. It's great for brand awareness and connected with the local Hispanic market. But it takes more than that because in, in Facebook, users are are surfing Facebook for a different purpose. They didn't go on Facebook to look for legal representation. So definitely Google Ads. Well, thank you for that. So what, why do we think that, right? Why do, you, why do we think that Google Ads, particularly the search network, as you said, is such a powerful platform for lawyers to attract new clients? I mean, I know you mentioned that Facebook is, you know, more of a, you know, people are surfing for cat pictures and stuff, you know, kind of like Instagram and Snapchat potentially, um, not necessarily for lawyers. But so why do we think Google ads, um, obviously metrics will tell us, but, you know, from your own knowledge experience, why are Google ads the place to be? I think that we've talked about a lot about that here in, in this podcast, right? And it's not just now I'm, I'm going to zoom out of Hispanic marketing and just talk in general about marketing to people who are searching for a lawyer. You go where people search for a lawyer, right? There's two different types of prospects that you can get at a law firm. Some who already know about your law firm that they've been recommended to you or that they are a referral or that uh, they've just seen your ad everywhere and they know that whenever they are in this type of situation, they call this lawyer. And so those go and search for you directly, right? And that's why it's so important to market and to build a brand. Now, when that is not the case, when the individual doesn't have that level of awareness about a particular brand, or they do not have someone to recommend them uh, or to refer them to someone, what will happen then is that the person is gonna actually go to Google and search for what they need, just like they do for any other thing in their life. And so I say this doesn't necessarily only happens with Spanish speaking individuals, this happened with English speaking individuals as well, right? What we have noticed, however, just to further make the argument that uh, Google Ads in Spanish is very effective, is that the click-through rate tends to be much higher on ads that come from search queries in Spanish than there is for their equivalent in English. So, you know, they say there are some numbers and metrics that say out there that about 15% of the overall traffic goes to ads and the rest goes to the local pack and the rest of the organic listings. Well, I would dare to say that in the Hispanic market, potentially you can be looking at anywhere between 30 to 40% of the traffic going to the actual ad section and not going down to the organics because it just makes life easy for the user. They're seeing an ad, it's in Spanish. If it relates and associates well to their intent, that's all they need. And so they'll click on that. It'll give them a quick and easy next step to complete so they get to where they want to go, which most likely, in really most of cases, is either setting up an appointment, submitting their contact details so they can be contact back, or initiating a phone call right there and then, uh, which depending the practice area, either one of these options is exactly what they want, right? They're not in there to search for a whole day and read thousands of reviews and visit every single one of your practice areas. That's not the usual journey uh, that the Hispanic market tends to go for, particularly those that speak Spanish. So that's really kind of like digging deeper into why do we feel Google Ads, the search network, is a great place to start. Perfect. You know, I always got to play a little bit of devil's advocate, Liel. That's why I threw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of, 
I think that the next thing that I would like to ask you guys is is about the ad copy, right? Because that's such a big part. Um, and when Natalie was first mentioning about the color even and the feel, right? How she was saying the feel of the the landing page that, that you're creating. I, there's many times where I've I've spoken with people and I tell them, you know, like down to the color, right? Even the color of the button that they have to click and those types of things have to be thought about when it comes to Hispanic marketing. So what advice would you guys have for lawyers when putting ad copy together for Hispanic prospects? Well, I will have to repeat myself, but please do not use Google Translate. This reflects so bad. <laughs> it doesn't connect with the, with the Hispanic market. It will just alienate the, the market you are trying to target. Another thing would be to, to give answers in the copy, don't don't ask the question. Answer the question that the user is asking in the search query. So the headlines of the ad need to be very well thought of. Be conversational. We see a lot of ads that are very robotic. They need to be natural. You need to, to, to talk about the benefits of uh, contacting you and in a conversational, natural way that the user will read and understand. Another thing would be to address the pain points of the Hispanics, depending on the actual um, legal service area you're advertising for. To give an example here, we have seen, for example, for many workers' compensation attorneys, we are doing advertising for and have been doing for the past decade, that Many Hispanics are, are hesitant in uh, reporting their cases uh, when it comes to a, a workplace accident because they are afraid that they will be wrongfully dismissed from their jobs. So they, they just don't report their cases and they just don't do anything about it, although they, they should because of of that region. So it's a matter of understanding what the pain points are and, and make them evident and present in the copy in every single um, ad. When you know and you're sure, and I mean, you have to talk to your intake team, make sure you get all this information and it, it's present everywhere in the ad copy so that you, you make sure you address the pain point of the user and you remove the, the barrier, right, between uh, seeing the ad and actually clicking on the ad and talking to you about their case. Make it conversational. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Everybody wants to engage with their lawyer, right? Not be told or, you know, dictated to. So that makes perfect sense that the copy needs to be conversational um, and definitely not a copy-paste, right? I mean, can't say that enough. <laughs> so... That kind of brings me, I feel like, to a part of the core towards the end. We're almost there. But I, I kind of want to ask one more uh, question about the ad copy or or just the, the strategy even. Let's say I'm I'm a lawyer. I understand it. I understand that I have to do marketing. I have to do ad copy. Would you suggest that they have uh, – you did mention a quality control, right? So – what would be the easiest way um, from either of you, please, to let me know um, for the, our listeners, what would be the best way to implement some kind of a strategy for quality control, right? To make sure that they are constantly looking at 
the the split A B test that we like to do, right? Because we're marketers, we know we need to do those. We know we need to adjust certain things and make sure that they are looking at what they have to look at to make sure that the message is expected and they they go through that whole no like and trust, right? But if I'm somebody just getting into it and I'm just getting into Hispanic marketing, I don't speak Spanish. What can I do to ensure that the quality of my message is what is intended that's going out to them? Grace, there's a lot of things that you can do, really. I think it all starts with actually having created your ads, your copy, your marketing material. Make sure that you have the right partner for the task. So if you feel that you have enough resources in-house to be able to pull it off yourself, um, then just don't limit yourself with what you're getting and the feedback that you're getting from inside your law firm, right? Particularly if you have, you're in that situation where you have one employee that speaks Spanish, they're bilingual, and then you're asking them to kind of like do your entire marketing strategy in Spanish, you may potentially want to run it through someone who's an actual native speaker. And uh, again, this is Going back to that, that particular individual in your law firm may be one type of the Latino mix that there is in your community, may not necessarily be an example or a reflection of all of them. So be mindful about that. That's one thing. Now, getting a little bit more technical here, ultimately, see your data, right? If you're running ads and they're not getting clicked on, your CTR is very low, your click-through rate is very low, and your impression share is very high, then the message is not resonating with the market, right? It's clearly something wrong there. It's not being relevant to them. And so you need to tweak and you need to test things around. And so definitely make sure that you're leveraging things like dynamic ads, where Google is going to help you find the right mix of structure for your ads to try to see which messaging is the one that's going to be most successful. But I think the most important thing is uh, making sure that your creative part, the creative work is actually done by someone who actually is an expert in the matter of targeting Latinos in your community. And B will be, once the thing is in motion, Check the data and do not just set it and forget it because obviously that's not approach for nothing in marketing to be taking. So it shouldn't be also an attitude or a behavior that you adapt for your, your Hispanic marketing strategies. Perfect. So the reason I said that, of course, you know, for me, it's it's what you said first, also getting the right partner. Because if you if you're in that position where you're a lawyer who does not speak Spanish. There's nothing wrong with it. You want to engage with the Spanish market, but you need an expert. You wouldn't give your workers' compensation in English ad copy to someone who doesn't write ad copy, would you? So it's the same thing in my- That's right. Right. So what you're saying to me is perfectly said because you need a partner that knows what the heck they're doing. That yeah, no, great. Sorry, I, I just get so passionate about it, but that's exactly right. Like, you know how lawyers get super obsessed about who they partner with for their marketing strategies in general. So we're assuming those are in English, right? But then when it comes down to running a campaign in Spanish, they're a hundred percent willing to lower the bar to the very, very bottom of it all, because it's just something that, you know, either they are not considering that, should I? let my Hispanic marketing strategy be run by someone who is going to be running it as an afterthought, right? Where do, they do not specialize into that. And so I think it's just lawyers, they haven't held themselves to the same standards when it comes down to marketing in English that there is when it comes to marketing in other languages as a whole. 
right? Because we're advocating about Hispanic marketing because that's what we do. Now, you have a big Chinese community in your market, then you should start running marketing materials that are engaging with this community, right? Vietnamese, Ethiopian, you name it. You have to understand that if you're not doing it, you're leaving market share on the table and market share on the table is potential growth. So I think it's a matter of uh, really being competitive, wanting to do a great job and understanding that those who are not doing it, they're just going to continue bleed market share until somebody else captures it completely. That's right. Someone else will get it, right? <laughs> That's true, Grace. So that does bring us to the end, sadly. However, Natalie, this one's for you. As you hopefully know by now, in our podcast, we like to end up sharing what we call actionable takeaways that lawyers and law firm marketing specialists or professionals can implement today or over the next few days or week even, maybe month. Do you have uh, your first takeaway for me? Yeah, I'm going to continue what Liel was just saying. It's It's basically wake up to reality your community is filled with people who don't look necessarily or don't talk necessarily the same as you do but the sooner your law firm adapts to be relevant to them the more successful you will be in the long run so very very important look around make sure you know your community and all the all the people it comprises from and engage with them connect with them that's awesome I couldn't have said it better, Natalie. Thank you for that. So, Grace, I'm going to go for one, okay? And then you'll do the third one because we cannot have an episode without takeaways from Grace. So um, what I would say is learn to prioritize. I think a lot of people, they do not initiate Hispanic marketing strategies because they get overwhelmed. Like, where do I start? Do I take a Spanish language course and study it for three years? And when I kind of become more conversational, start marketing? No, that shouldn't be the journey. That shouldn't be the path, right? Um, I would say 100% start by taking care of two things. Number one, how can you generate uh, clients now? And so we've just covered that. You can generate clients now by putting yourself in front of those who are searching for your services now and doing it in a great with a great messaging, with a great marketing strategy. Now, that's the first component. The second component is designed your Hispanic client experience in your law firm. And that's what Natalie was saying a few moments ago. How's your intake looking like in Spanish? And what happens when the client needs to sign documentation? How do they get those documents? What language are those documents in? And what happens then when they need to communicate with the other team members? Is there someone that can facilitate the communications in Spanish? So think about those things. It's as simple as like, when someone who's coming from a Spanish-speaking campaign calls, is that call answered in Spanish or is it answered in English, right? Because even if all of your team is bilingual, a call from a lead coming from a Spanish campaign should be should be answered in Spanish. The, the, the client shouldn't ask, Can, do you speak Spanish, right? Those are the small little things that are going to 100% make you more successful than your competitors because you're just providing a better client experience. So learn to learn to prioritize. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't think that you need to get all of your lawyers to speak Spanish in order for you to be able to be relevant to this market. I would say that, Grace. And also learn what are the strategies that are going to be more valuable to you at this time when you're launching. So start with a pay-per-click campaign and then transition into an organic strategy that is going to help you 
keep your digital strategy, make it more sustainable on the long run, and potentially it's going to give you a better cost per acquisition. But you don't necessarily have to start wanting to do it all at the same time. You can start with paid, then reinvest what you're earning from this strategy there, part of it, into building up a more sustainable organic strategy on the long run, and then even diversify, right? We're not saying, and, and we're not saying that the TV or radio or other media or billboards are not effective, but you just need to start where you're more likely to get a good return on investment to start off with, a fast one, and then diversify from there. So that's my second day, uh, takeaway. Learn to prioritize. Learn to prioritize. That is something that we talk about all the time, along with the, uh, you know, produce good content and engage. So, <laughs> That's true. Um, so I guess I'll take that last takeaway. Um, you know, listening to you both, I, for me, my takeaway, and it would be this, even if I didn't understand Spanish marketing, pick up the book, guys. I mean, he just told you it's 99 cents when, for a limited time. So if I were you all, I would just go ahead on Monday and grab that book as quickly as I can and um, just read through it, create my strategy, figure it out, um, you know, to steal from Natalie, wake up to reality. This is the time that you need to be involved and pay attention to what's going on in the Hispanic market because if you're not, someone else will and they're going to take over that share that you should be getting. Uh, and it's as simple as, partnering with the right people. And at least if you can't partner with the right people, then get uh, the knowledge yourself. And you have to partner with somebody that's going to do the translations and the ad copy for you regardless. So treat it just like you treat your English copy with respect, time, and consideration. Grace, thank you so much for a brilliant third takeaway. We really appreciate the blog there. But really, we wrote this as a um, way of increasing awareness, trying to help lawyers be able to make better decisions about Hispanic marketing, marketing in general. And if you do decide to go for the book, also leave us a review because we would love to hear what are your thoughts. Grace, thank you so much for another great, wonderful conversation. Thank you so much to Natalie for creating this time. Thank and you so joining much us. for having me. Thank you. And we'll be back next week, right, Grace? That's like right. Every single week. All right. Well, take care and stay safe. You too. Bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week.